When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, Mackenzie, you're not going to, and I don't know if I've discussed this on, on the pod yet, okay. but if I have, it has been years. Yeah. I worked at Guitar Center mm-hmm. for several years yeah. in multiple locations. Yeah. I worked in Minnesota, and I've also worked in Wisconsin. Diff- okay. I transferred from. God, good for you. No, here's the <laughs> thing. I, obviously, as a young person, mm-hmm. playing guitar, Yeah. specifically to get hopefully get the attention from women. Yeah. And I mean, I like, I'm also wanting to shred, but yeah. like, it's also pointed at to hopefully be able to then have a woman, like my fantasy as like a young kid mm-hmm. was like, I'm just playing guitar, minding my own biz. You yeah. Know what I mean? Like, oh, and then uh, like, I'm just like, so into the music. You know what I mean? Like yeah, August rushing. Like Taylor Swift. Yeah. Worse, <laughs> but like worse. I feel like 90% of, People that get into playing guitar yes. are there to get women. Yeah. And then if they're good enough, they're like, oh, I actually like music. But the first part of it is like, I think this would be cool. Yeah. And hopefully someone will notice. So my fantasy as a child was like, I'm going to be playing guitar. I'm going to be so into the music. My eyes are closed. I'm just like shredding like quietly on like a Les Paul. Yeah. And a girl like hears the music coming outside of my window and she passes Comes by in your window. And she well, she like yeah. She she hears it through the window, right? Oh. And she's like, "That's the most fucking cool shit I've ever heard in my life." She taps on the window and then realizes that she was like, "It's me." Yeah. And she's like, "Your song made me so fucking horny that I have to fuck you immediately." Can you possibly put down your guitar for ten to twenty hours? And then I say, "That's how long the love making for the first time." Okay. Yeah, and th- in this point, just to clarify, mm-hmm. I am a full, full-on virgin. Have never <laughs> touched a woman. Yeah. Uh, just so we're clear. Were you like nine or ten? Yes, yeah. young, young. As in, and when I started to play guitar, mm-hmm. it was with my mom at my church. So this, you know, my fantasies were pretty far from reality. <laughs> yeah. I was playing in the I feel youth like they still group are. Christian band. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, they still are. Certainly. <laughs> so I'm just like thinking about how I could just like some girl would just show up and just be so aroused by my music that she was like, you have to sleep with me. Yeah. And probably at this point, realistically, I'm just thinking about like Frenching hard. Yeah. Like it probably is just first base action, but that is when you're nine and 10, that's, that's everything. That that's, is fucking that's everything. All you know. No, yeah. that's it. I mean, like that's all you see in movies at exactly. that age. And you're just like, can you imagine somebody putting their lips, lips on yours? Your, yeah. Insane. Fucking Honestly, I still feel like that's, that's crazy. Me too. I'm like, I'm so surprised that people kiss us. They do, and they choose to. And I'm honored. I'll never forget it because Blessed. our girlfriends have lips, and we, we certainly don't. don't. So does it count as kissing? Not yeah. really. <laughs> not really. It's definitely touching. Yeah. <laughs> it's not technically kissing because there's only one pair of lips. So I'm like picturing, right? And there's nothing cooler than playing guitar, having a girl be like, oh my God, was that you? And then me being like, I better, like, if I can possibly tear myself away from my my instrument, yeah. then maybe we can kiss. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the fantasy. And in reality, I'm, like, 
at a Lutheran church in Bloomington, like playing Our God is an Awesome God. Yeah. It, just C, G, and D. Do you know what I'm saying? Just like three in chords. In a dress. <laughs> in a, no, flared khakis, oh, tucked boy. into an orange polo, tied into two braids in the back, wearing no hat because this is in the church, but the second I stepped out of the church, cowboy hat on. So then I was like, it's my destiny to work at Guitar Center. Let's fast forward a decade. Okay. Still playing guitar mm-hmm. recreationally. Yeah. But now I'm out of the closet. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if I work at Guitar Center, I will be, this will be where I meet so many chicks. Yeah. And you and I recently went into a Guitar Center looking for... Chicks. Chicks. And they're... It's, it's a, a sausage barren. factory. It's, yes. It's as if a woman, and not even like, oh, wow, there's not a lot of women here. It feels as if there has never been a woman once there. And when they do come in, it is so misogynistic in it's that freaky. place. Everyone stops and turns. Every beard shakes. It's the beard shake. But like, so today, this is what started the conversation. I went into a guitar center <sighs> and the level of arrogance, I would say arrogance and disrespect that yeah. they tr- how they treated me was appalling. It's almost as if they feel that there are no female musicians. Yeah. That only <laughs> men. insane. It's insane. I would say, if you look at the Billboard Top 100, it's a lot of women. Yes. It would be mostly women. Right. Your biggest pop stars are all women. Right. You know, so it just their it idea, drives me nuts. But the whole energy is like, it feels like male space. Yeah. So they're like, this is our sanctuary yeah. to just be Us. dudes who Gross. like love you know what I mean? Like worshiping pictures of Metallica. Oh, Just God. being like, you wouldn't understand. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of More Than Friends with Ray and Kens. I'm Kens. And I'm Ray. And we are, are more than friends. We are. We're a lot more than friends. We are a lot more than friends, <laughs> if you know what I mean. But we, okay, today we have <gasps> an incredible, a very special guest on the podcast. Holy fuck, you guys. Everyone listening, please buckle up. I, we... Yes. Are obsessed. Fully obsessed. We went to uh, Becky's show at UCB a couple years ago. Yes. I think it was right before the pandemic hit. Yep. And it was her um, one woman, multiple character show. Yes. And it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen live. We we also booked this comedian a ton Mm -hmm. on our show, our monthly show in LA. And we, I've known this comedian for several years. Yeah. Watching them shine has been a treat. And I just am so excited she's here. Yeah. This IRL. is going to be great. It's going to be Please one of Please buckle up for this very funny, I mean, like, comedian, all, in every sense of the word, mm-hmm. all around. Yeah. Buckle up for Becky Robinson. Well, okay. for those just tuning in, I just broke a chair. You did? <laughs> that they sat me in that's, like, from your grandmother's house that they keep calling the star chair. <laughs> and it feels like anything but that. I, I get in this chair. I try to lean back for like a millimeter it cracks in half there's a candle from pier one imports that i almost lit the room on fire with and i drove eight hours to be here (laughs) thanks for really setting the stage for our listeners who have no idea what this room really looks like you're sitting in i think it's called a moon chair Right? It's is that moon, called a moon chair? It's a moon chair, and you get them at uh, World Market. And it's silky. It's so good. Please, World Market's worth please it. don't fall. <laughs> no, I'm going to try my best. <laughs> so, and I just need to clarify. it. The mint is here right now. Yes. Right the nic- it's a nicotine citrus mint. It's a nicotine citrus mint pouch that goes in the upper lip. And it says that on the canister. It goes, it goes in the upper lip. Upper lip. Now, wait. It's a pouch. You yeah. take it out at some point? Yeah. And you throw suck it, it out. dry. 
You get all the okay. You get easy, all that, <laughs> easy. You get all that's good. Well, it says you can leave it in for thirty minutes, but like after eight minutes, I have to take it out. Okay. okay. But my friend uh, loves them, and she keeps them in for like forever. And I don't know how. I must just have like a very salivacious mouth. Yeah, a juicy <laughs> mouth. You got that. Juicy you got a really mouth. juicy mouth, and everyone knows that. <laughs> That's fascinating. There was a um a time where everyone in my high school was doing nicotine pouches. They did it in the lower lip, kind of yep. by the molars. Yep. Yep. And the, everyone oh, on the hockey oh. team did it. Mm. And then everyone. This wasn't dip. This is a nicotine pouch. It is like as well, if dip. a lot of people did camel snoofs. Yes, mm. and that was that was yeah. I remember that in college. And yeah. then this now they have like this minty mentholy type mm. of situation nicotine but thing that apparently a lot of like the girls in Sweden do. Like you really what? listen. <laughs> I, <laughs> how did you get into these? Um, I, in college, used to like those camel snooze things. When I was, like, drunk, I was like, these are fun. Yeah. And not ever that I was, like, packing a loose lip of tobacco, but I was just like, yeah, this is a fun little crisp buzz. <laughs> and I, I used to think they were fun to throw in while I was snowboarding. Mm-hmm. And, or whatever. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. These things are just, like, these little white pouches, so they seem a little more dainty. Yeah. And they don't really do much. They're completely unnecessary. And I don't need them in my life. <laughs> But However, they're up, they're here wildly while addic- we're recording. Wildly addicted. God, I love that. I yeah. smoked cigarettes for 10 years. I was smoking cigarettes heavily when I met both of you. Mm-hmm. Wow. I don't remember that at all. It was a lot. I, it when was I, every day. I remember meeting you when you were working at Flappers. Yes. In the ticket booth slash also was a server. You were always wearing a vest. 100%. And, and that was not always... a part of the uniform. It was. <laughs> if, if you're a man. <laughs> but I was like, I got it. Yeah, you were like, I'm going to rock this and I don't give a fuck. Yeah. yeah, your shows are you're getting a much more like a one woman like one woman comedy like sampler plate of an experience, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> which is sample platter, TGI Fridays, <laughs> potato skins, breadsticks, chicken wings, <laughs> mozzarella cheese sticks, mozzarella I mean, cheese sticks with marinara. A little marinara. A little marinara. That's the toughest thing. My girlfriend can't do cheese, so I'm not doing cheese. And then every now and then, I'm like, I do love cheese, though. So I reintroduce it to my life. Last night, Uh-oh. pedal to the metal, driving home. I hit the toilet. Stop. Splish, splash. So when you're at Taco Bell, mm-hmm. you're going no cheese, no dairy. I've started to. They have a lot of vegan stuff. They, you they can make it happen. They have a vegan menu. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't spark joy. It, it, <laughs> I'm used to just being uncomfortable. Yeah. And like my body hurting. Yes. And she's like, you know, you don't have to live like that. And I'm kind of like, we're here. I like the elements. (laughs) I like, I like like the distraction of it all. I think I do like the distraction of like feeling like you like the risk of maybe shitting your pants on stage. Yes. Okay. Well, you're kind of living. I've never shit my pants. I've only sharted. (laughs) That's no. That counts. (laughs) You know what? That still is shitting your pants. Okay, but it's never happened on stage. It's only happened in the comfort of my own (laughs) home. It's only been like a dangerous, risky fart. <laughs> and it's only happened twice, which is crazy considering my <laughs> <laughs> And one time was while eating Taco Bell, but I had a bunch of Excedrin that day. Oh God. <laughs> I mean, wow. I do. I play this joke on Rachel every time we're about to go on stage because uh, we were on tour. I had antibiotics, multiple warnings on the antibiotics that mm. you're going to get diarrhea. Yep, yep. For real, you're going like to get diarrhea. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like, without a doubt, SOS, <laughs> diarrheas in mm. your future. Mm-hmm. So every time before we go on stage, I go, it just hit. 
no. and I have and, to go. And she has to go. And I'm never sure. I'm like, well, did it ever hit? Because it said it was going to. Never so we hit. were like, it's going to hit, and it never fucking did. So now I still think, like, maybe it will at some point. In Wait, three yeah. years. It's so did hit. it never it hit? It didn't. Do you not do, like, a... Because I do a regular pre-show shit. <laughs> oh, no. no. Oh, my body is like clockwork. Are you serious? That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's actually kind of nice. Is. I don't know why you did that with your hands. Like this? Little Italian. <laughs> you mean this? <laughs> it's Italian mixed with like some type of pianist. Yeah, <laughs> I get so fired up and I, I play like the hockey theme song that's like, hi, hi. And I do like, I like jump around before like 20-ish minutes before I go on stage with like my whole crew. Yes. And we get really fired up. It's kind of like I treat it like a sporting event is about to go down. Oh because that's God. how physical the performance usually is. Oh, yeah. And then the shits come. <laughs> And if they come right before, it's it's sometimes it's a nice distraction on stage, but it usually does hit before, like an hour an hour leading up to the show. I will be on the toilet for That's some am- time. And you're already in your show clothes. Well, you have so many outfits. I, guess I put them just- on as late as I can <laughs> because the show, the character that I'm starting my new one woman show in, has like a full belt thing that I can't and with the mic situation it's like this headset mic and it's all taped and it's like everyone can hear it so yeah, <laughs> you want to put that on as late as possible as late as possible god wow because now you're you're back on the road now officially yes and you're doing a different group of characters yes and a whole new show. none of the same how so, did you uh, come up with a whole new show some flair I mean I <laughs> oof, well you know so much has happened <laughs> um I don't know. When, so when I first started doing Snow Circus, I I don't know if you ever felt like this, but like when I was doing stand-up regularly, I was like, I don't love this. <laughs> I don't... I, I, I love doing characters. I love being really physical. And I felt like there was never... And I, I got into stand-up because I was like, you're supposed to be able to do whatever you want. Yeah. And then like, uh, you know, did Wild and Out and stuff. And then I kind of was like, there people, just my team was like, you're good to headline now. Like, you're in North Carolina this weekend and, the, and like I wasn't selling tickets and it was just like, you know, you're trying to break even, but like you have to headline to survive. And then like, I just hated the hour of standup I was doing and I knew that I had like something different to offer, but I didn't really know how to put it together yet. And my team was really like, we don't really understand what you're talking about at the time. And so it wasn't until they, I like started like making money doing voiceover that I like told everyone, I was like, I want to come off the road. Like, I'm not happy with what I'm doing. I don't think I'm making anybody. Like, even if the crowds are laughing, like, I'm not. This isn't my creative best. Mm -hmm. This isn't my best foot forward. And this is not the best show I can do. Right. So stop booking me for two seconds. I want to, like, retool. I want to take this money and, like, build it into, like, a little bit of a production. That's something I can be really proud of and then take back out on the road with some characters and, like, minimal stuff. Nothing crazy. Just like no pyrotechnics, no nope. yet. <laughs> That's the energy I like. There will be pyrotechnics. There will be flames. There will be sparkles. There yes. will be. Ev- there's nothing I won't do. Right. But we just have to build up to it and and do it when it makes sense and when the venues UCB was like you're gonna burn our venue down. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's mostly wood. <laughs> it's all it's wood. wood. It's old wood. Yeah. <laughs> um. But I I tried Snow Circus and like took it on the road. Took it to New York and I was like had my three suitcases and like. It was a full, like, all of my friends were helping me. They were, like, dragging my suitcases everywhere. We were, like, going to Home Depot before the show to buy a flame torch and, like, oh my God. all these props and stuff. And, like, Caroline's on Broadway were like, you're doing what? You want what sound cues? And I was like, 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's happening. It's, yeah. And it was a lot. And then things shut down and it was, it was the most contained at UCB. But when lockdown happened, I turned gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear that, so listeners? <laughs> Becky Robinson from straight to gay during the pandemic. Did you, did you think it, did you? Did I think you were gay the whole time? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> is that the wrong fucking hold on everyone needs to know that becky will no. be putting in nope okay that one's out okay yeah no i definitely thought well for i think i mean if we're being honest I'm which i think we should be well, i, I just like, think most females in comedy are well i think most people are yes and true. i also think that most people want to at least make out with me okay. so i'm just like, being like i have a factor that i think reels you in Mm-hmm. Yeah. To the point where you maybe want to kiss me. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I think I I thought, like, when we would book you on Two Dykes and a Mic in L.A., mm-hmm. I remember being like, well, she's, because we usually book queer people. Yeah. And I was like, well, Becky's straight, but, like, eh, it's fine. <laughs> like, I remember thinking, like, it doesn't feel like. It doesn't feel like we're booking, like, an overtly straight. Right. I'm like, it will work. Do you, remember, do you remember the last time that I did? The show and I was like venting about Geppetto. Oh my god! Because that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, can we actually? So just to catch listeners up, so (laughs) you (laughs) had met this. Of course, the last like guy is called (laughs) Geppetto. (laughs) Before I like realized like I meant to be with with this woman, right? (laughs) And also, this whole story is. I mean, we get a lot of listeners that are like. I like have never been with a woman during the lockdown. They were like, yeah. I have just re- really found this new type of identity and like wanting yeah. to move forward with women. I think your story is going to be very interesting to a lot of people that listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. So last time we had you on two dikes, yeah. you're literally at the bar drinking a tiki drink, like a little yeah, umbrella yeah, and everything. And I'm like, what's up with Geppetto? Some version of a pina colada. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah. was weird. Yeah. And, like, um, and how I wasn't, long, what happened with him? Or how long was that situation? We met at a friend's wedding, and, like, it was this fun thing that turned into, like, I just shared so much of it on social media that yeah. it was, like, I couldn't believe how many people were, like, tuning into it. But like, I just started calling him Geppetto, and I was like, Geppetto, Which was not his back real to name. The no, that was not, that his, was real not name. his name. Copy. Um, Genius. His name was Matt. And <laughs> I don't want to say his full name. No. Uh, <laughs> no, but he was just, like astray at the wedding as was I and I like I just remember one night being like I was with all my friends from college that I hadn't seen forever because it was like you know when you when you like make a point to like focus on your career like I lost touch with a lot of them and then this was like my one of my oldest best college one of the first the first person I actually met in the dorms in college and it was her wedding and so he was a friend of the groom and I was a friend of hers and and we were like these two strays and like we just connected and we're both like really weird and like whatever. And I was like, Geppetto, follow me back to the casino. <laughs> and we ended up like hooking up and then it turned into this whole thing when we got back to LA and like, yeah, but it, he hated the fact that I was sharing it, all of it on social media. But his coworkers were like, all of them were like, we're buying tickets to every show. This oh, is the best thing we've no. ever seen. Ugh. He's been miserable forever. And like, we love seeing it with you. And like, I don't know. It was just kind of like, it was a very manic phase of life too because I was working on that new one woman show Mm -hmm. and then like, he was kind of like, it was so not right. It was so, he was so like, um, I don't even know how to describe it because I've tried to like erase it from my mind. Um, (laughs) 
because Aaron is like so much everything that I need in a partner. Oh, yes. And he was so much like, I guess people speak in like love languages mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like his love language. I don't know that he has one period. Fascinating. <laughs> like, His love language is he's not he, speaking. He, he, it was like it was like doing really weird, like funny things that he thought were funny, and then and being somebody who did comedy, it was like this will never work. We could never have a serious conversation oh, ever. Yeah, and it was like, why am I the one that's asking to be serious when like I'm the idiot goofball right and i couldn't ever get him to like speak genuinely about anything so it was like all right this fizzled out yeah very badly and was humiliating for a little while but i got over it and and then um but while i while we were still kind of talking and like on the outs of it i think like probably right after i did two dykes and was on stage like i don't know what's going on with us (laughs) yes yes yes. i think i love it but i've had a tinky drink yes (laughs) um i um i there there were things about him i liked like you just had nice muscles and it was like nah, you're good you're you know you 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 like met my family yeah i remember that yeah and uh and that was like yeah how many months in did he meet your family like way too soon. That's the like gayest a part of the whole thing. Yeah, like a like, month it's now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He like flew after Thanksgiving and like met my family and oh. uh, and we all just it, it was like because that part was, was still documented. Dr- it was a drunk fest. Yeah. yeah, it's all still in the story somewhere, the archives. Yeah. But when I went on, so my really good friend Laura's bachelorette party, I met Aaron, my girlfriend, now. And we, she was dating a guy named Paris. <gasps> no. And I, yeah. No. Yep. <laughs> and you guys like, met at a bachelorette party? Correct. You guys were both bridesmaids? She was a bridesmaid. I was officiating the wedding. Yes. So I got, so I got invited. Got it. <laughs> okay. But, wow. So she had her bachelorette party in Oregon in the mountains, where very close to where I grew up. She had the bachelorette party up there. So I was like, cool. I kind of know the ropes. And I, for some reason, I hadn't met this particular friend of hers. So we go on the bachelorette and we're like having our lunches and brunches and this friend is owns a, a spirits company and she's twenty eight seven. Fucking she's hot. like just a baby entrepreneur, like hustler. Oh, wow. Amazing. Kills it, like just just scorched her own path and like is killing it. And so like the bachelorette is like, you wake up at 6 a.m. and <laughs> yoga. And then we're on to bottomless mimosa brunch. And then we're on to bottomless winery tours. We're doing eight tours in a day. Jesus so Christ. Aaron and I end up sitting together a couple times. And we're like venting drunkenly over b- bottles of rosé. Like, I'm dating my guy in Japan. I'm dating my guy in Paris. How's it going? <laughs> wow. <laughs> and she was just very inquisitive and like sweet. And you know when you're at a bachelorette party and like, for the most part, everyone's like, dicks, 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 crazy, buck wild. Yeah. She like... She was like so calm and reserved, mm. and was like the one that was like cooking veggies and like making homemade pasta and like Ugh. all this stuff, and just like making sure that everything was really sweet and in order, and like all the sentimental things that needed to happen happened. I just remember, I like, I couldn't take my eyes off her the whole weekend. I was wow. just like, Who is this goddess? Yes, that's like so sweet and caring and calm, yeah, and, and kind. And kind oh. and just a uh, just beautiful skin. Yes, <laughs> yes. And she's every meal she cooks. I'm like, oh, this is good. <laughs> really good. You're like eating vegetables. Like how? <laughs> I've always hated these. Yeah, like why <laughs> is this not dunked in a hot cheese? <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, I don't do dairy. And for some reason, I was still like, I still like you. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys were were you both were you kind of getting over Geppetto and she was. At the at tail end we, of a relationship? I think we were both, like, unhappy. Yeah. We were both, like... Yeah. It ain't gonna. Like, it, 
the the girls that are like talking shit at the table. You yeah. know, we're both like, yeah, it's we're like venting. Yeah. You know. Um, we weren't both like, yeah, it's going really great. I'm so excited about everything that's <laughs> happening and I'm really hopeful for our future. And this is him on the background of my screen, lock screen. Uh, yeah, we were both like, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. And she was, I think her and this guy was like, they had been on a few dates. It wasn't like any, it wasn't, I don't think, anywhere near as like m- much as whatever. Right. Um, but then, yeah, after The Bachelorette, like. Did you guys? I have like I have three hundred thousand questions. Oh, okay. um, did you at this bachelorette party, like before this time in your life, yeah. have you ever mm. kissed a woman? Like ever even like many kind of many women? Yeah. Okay. But like I went to San Diego State. I love to drink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I've made out with all my friends. Like, like um. I'm just a very loving person. Have you ever slept with a woman before this bachelorette party? No. Okay, so it no, always stayed at first stuff, base. All like the like the real like raw deets of like being with a woman. I get now because I have friends that are like, I just am scared of vaginas, and I'm like, I used to be that way too. Fascinating. That's you know, incredible. it's yeah. just like I I was wor- worried about it too, and like I didn't understand it too. It, but it, there was a summer before that Aaron and I met that I like, I remember being kind of attracted to a woman and I was like, I'm, I'm more attracted than just like drunkenly wanting to kiss my friend on the lips mm-hmm. because we're having fun. Like right. drinking. It was like, there's something about this woman that I'm like very attracted to. Right. More of like being a Lord to like a woman's essence than like, I just love my friend. Let's like yeah. fucking kiss. Let's just, Let's just fucking kiss. Ah. Yeah. It was like, there's something about this girl who was like kind of a, just like, a natural it was almost like I was really attracted to like a woman who didn't know wasn't aware of her own like natural beauty mm-hmm. and just kind of like bounced around yeah because I think I'm very much a tomboy and like I'm very aware of my square figure and like my sportiness <laughs> and my butchiness yeah and so when there's a girl that just is like flopping around with beautiful tits I say this like I'm, I'm like a misogynist <laughs> It sounded so sweet and tender. You're like, her <laughs> essence was pure her jugs. power. I love when these titties are bouncing around. <laughs> <laughs> she like comes downstairs in her little silk set and she's like, good morning, I'm going to make cocktails for the yes. wedding. And I'm just like, why am I attracted to this? Yes. But I was. Yeah. So I recognized something that this one summer. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't until I met Aaron that I was like, there's something more here going on. Mm-hmm. And, and how old, then you are in your late 20s. I was 30 when I met Aaron. Wow. Or I had just turned 30. And yeah. you had it, like, as far as sexual identity, I don't, it hadn't crossed your mind. I think no, never. straight as, like, that's, you're dating men. 100%. And that's, like, yeah. it hasn't even been, like, I wouldn't, descri- this is where I'm, like, trying to clarify for listeners. Yeah. I don't think that Becky is a closet case who had re- realized and had these feelings as a young person and pushed them down until she was 30. Yeah. I think Becky is a person who like is open and was dating men and then found this person that she fell madly in love with. And this person's Aaron, right? Yeah. Like, I don't think you were shutting shit no. down and, no. high, you know, mm-hmm. like, I don't think so either. And maybe looking back some family stuff, like I don't, I don't like to think of it of, of pushing anything down, but I think I'm a very, I think I'm a very sexual person. Hot. I think that I love people so much that I don't see it as like one way or another. I think I'm very like fluid. And I think that like, I think a lot of things are like sexy or I'm attracted to a lot of things or it's just like, I don't know. It's like, it's, uh, I don't want to say animalistic. 
I love it. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> but I just think that like it can you can have these emotions and feelings and like cravings for anybody and like and then you get to know them more and then things change and turn into like love or, yes. or whatever and like the 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 basic shit of all of it where people say things like not the vagina scary or this yeah. or that I'm just like oh it's so has nothing to do with that yes yeah. it's so not that at all I like, feel like that's so when I first, simple it, when I first started coming out I very much felt like being gay was the exact same as hating dicks or if or like through mm-hmm. the eyes of like straight guys being like oh you're gay you love pussy yeah and that that was like the link that they were making in in a way for them to try their best to make a connection with somebody that they've maybe never met a gay person before so like i will give you leeway Mm -hmm. yeah however like more and more so now like really taking apart you know identities from body parts which is like yeah let's get there but i'm like it's so not like wow do i just love this hole do you know what i'm saying yeah there is so it is like this essence of a person which could be in any type of body any type of body. Yeah. And I think it's, yeah, people really, or like I've seen this a lot. We hear this a lot mm-hmm. as like been gay since, you know, Bo- George W. Bush was in office. I've been openly gay <laughs> <laughs> since the Bush administration, right? So I've heard a lot of. You both have. Have been out mm-hmm. since, yeah, yeah. So Well, no, I wasn't out in the Bush era. Oh, I came out during when Bush was in office. That's insane. I was Obama era. That's so nice for you. Where dude. are you from? I'm from Arizona. Which part? Phoenix. Okay, okay. Why? <laughs> I was just wondering. Oh, hot. Yeah. I, hot. Uh, <laughs> I know it is hot. Know. It is very hot. It is fu- it's hot. It's dessert, my friend. Fucking, it is the yeah. dessert. <laughs> uh, I like, I came out so long ago that I have encountered a lot of women who identify as straight who have this, this very, like, and I think we've all heard it several times, which is the idea of like, well, of course I love my female friends. I have no problem being physically close, kissing, touching, loving, cuddling my female friends, but they always have this one thing, this mm-hmm. asterisk where they're like, but I couldn't possibly <laughs> go. Well, that's where I draw the line. Vagi- and they have like a visceral yeah. reaction to like being really scared about how they're mm-hmm. like logistically. I don't know how I would please a woman. And that is like a huge fear that I hear but from a lot of straight women. I think a lot of straight women, though, unfortunately, don't know how to please themselves first. I think exactly. that's also where that comes from. I don't from. know if it's a general. I don't know if it's necessarily that they're worried about pleasing a woman as as much as they're like maybe so mentally trained to think a certain way about vaginas and female parts yeah. mm-hmm. and like not celebrate them mm-hmm. that the thought of somebody else's on top of loving their own and knowing how to please their own is like mind boggling. It's too much. Yeah. I think there's a huge fear. <laughs> <laughs> there, I have a fear. Well, yeah, you know, because I still feel it like Aaron, ugh, I can't, Please, I can't just just like voice on this podcast about her vagina because I I talk about it on stage at length sometimes. So hysterical and she'll kill me. But (laughs) it's like, you know, we all think certain ways about our own parts. And and yeah. And if you're honestly, if you're like if you were raised as a woman with a vagina. Yeah. We're all kind of taught to have this definite fear of like. You're gross. The way that you naturally are needs a lot of maintenance because Mm -hmm. you're born disgusting. Well, in film and TV, there's a lot of like crude jokes about it being Mm -hmm. ugly. And also you never see anyone going, when is it, how many, I've watched 
thousands of movies, mm-hmm. and I love sex scenes in movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You almost never, regardless of the gender makeup of whatever, you almost never see somebody going down on a girl. And True. when you do, you fucking remember it because that's oh, yeah. nice. But it's so rare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You always see people getting fellatio, blowjobs left and right. Yeah. You're never going to see, you're rarely going to see. Little cunnilingus. And if you do, it's very rarely <laughs> to women. The thing that gets to me now is like the sometimes when like when Aaron and I are watching like move like I watched Top Gun the other day and like sex scenes and I'm like, <sighs> like just the, like being f- like fucked by a man. Yeah. And like we've talked about that sometimes. It's just like there's times when it's like, you know, it's, you're you're you see so many sex scenes of like. The like fucking yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Like, against the wall just getting like, real just fucking <laughs> and you're just like how uh, how how do we do this in our own way and then you just you you, you figure it out but like there is a we're both our first woman so that's fast so Aaron has also never been with a woman before no and that's had incredible. she like. Do you think that she had more inklings when she was younger? Or do you think both of you are kind of similar trajectory? I mean, she played soccer at NYU. Say no more. At NYU? <laughs> She's so smart, dude. Whoa! She's saving my life every day. Fucking um, yes! <laughs> but she, uh, at the bachelorette party, actually, our friend Kendall, who's... Kendall was roommates with the girl... Uh, whatever. It's, geez, it's just too much of a web. <laughs> Kendall was the other best friend from college that I met on the first day in the dorms. And Kendall was on Aaron's tinder or bumble or something and saw that it was open to women (gasps) and then kendall told me that at some point after the bachelorette party and then aaron and i the day that the batch we were all flying out um aaron like dm'd me off a video from my character patty who has a shaved head who is very butch yes 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 yes. (laughs) and went see i knew you were a genius and until then i was like she was like quiet and calm and like I, i i noticed myself doing little almost little boy things. Like, I, I tackled her in the snow. Oh, yeah. Hot. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hot. It was like, I don't know how to verbally was that, flirt with you. Was that right. you shooting your shot? Yes. You yes. were like, let me tackle I was this. like, I think I like you, so I, like, I hurt her. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, anything to be physically close-bodied yeah. without being like, let me give you eye contact and attention. You're yeah, like, yeah, let yeah, me yeah, just yeah. shove you in some snow. <laughs> <laughs> let me straddle you hard. Yeah. I'm going to tackle your ass in the snow. We went snowshoeing the next day, and I, like, tried again. <laughs> That was the first time that I ever like realized like why boys might do that oh, in yes. the sandbox or whatever <laughs> they tell us growing up. Yeah, sports. But I was like, I don't know how to make sense of your brain because you're so smart and intimidating that I'm just going to tackle you. Yes, <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. And then when she DM'd me and said that, I was like, Oh my god, she remembers who I was. Like she remembers like that I was even there. Period. Like anything at all. I was just like, she seemed so cool that I was like. Oh. Of course, like, oh, yeah, I'm whatever to her. And then when she DM'd me and said that, I was like, oh, bitch, is not old. Yeah. Like, like a, week I mean, later, <laughs> a week later, things shut down, and Ugh. we started talking, like, nonstop, and she was just so inquisitive about, like, stand-up and all this stuff, and she works in tech and was living in San Francisco, and then one night after we had been, like, FaceTiming and talking forever, I just texted her, and I was like, I had had probably, like, you know, a bottle of wine, and I was like, I think I have a crush on you. <gasps> and I was sitting with my sister and my two best high school friends, and I was like, do I send it? Do I send it? They're like, yeah, whatever. And I just sent it. And then like, and then like hours later, she was like, I think I have a crush on you too. I don't remember. Oh my God. We've talked about it post then. And she went to her two roommates and like told them that she might 
have feelings too oh. for the first time ever for a girl. Whoa. And then she came back to me and said, I think I have a crush on you too. And that's when it all. <gasps> I'm getting literal goosebumps. Yeah. Like I'm literally getting this goosebumps. This is a rom-com. We had to like, we had to, we had to like spend time to get, she had to like come down to LA and we had to explore what that could possibly yeah. research and development. <laughs> <laughs> Like, she was like, I think I have to come down to L.A. Like, she had to come down to L.A. And, like, we were sitting there. And it was like, we went on walks. And it was like, we had to, like, figure out. It was so, I don't know. And if it if she wasn't so good at, like, communicating and being, like, an adult. An adult because I'm a four-year-old. Yeah. You know, like, would have just kept pushing her. Yeah, you would have just kept, like, <laughs> shoving her down stairs and into hay. Yeah. Until hopefully she submitted. <laughs> She was like, I think we need to spend time together. So she like came down, and then I talked like the first night she sp- she spent the night at my house. I, I opened Spotify and I typed in lesbian. Shut. You didn't. Yes, the I did. Fuck up. Wait <laughs> for a playlist? playlist. Wait to like fuck to? No, just for anything. Just to be like, to what in Beyonce? Like, we were home alone, and like she was spending the night at my house for two nights, and it was like, okay, we're getting into bed together. We hadn't we hadn't kissed yet. Oh my god. Oh right, because you're long distance, so then every date is kind of a sleepover. Yeah. Yeah. So I we did hadn't, that. We mm-hmm. hadn't, well, we, we had kissed once. So we met, okay, our friends had this thing in Santa Barbara and they invited me on their last night and they were like, come up and Aaron, and then that night, um, I'm sorry, I'm bouncing all over the place, but we hadn't, we had kind of like talked really intensely and then kind of stopped talking because I went to shoot a short film and I was being kind of a bad person. Uh-oh. Not a bad person, but I was just like, I'm so wrapped up in this that like, I, I can't juggle attempting to be a lesbian right now. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta put that on the back burner. She did a short film. I was like, just give me two seconds. So she was like trying to FaceTime all the time, and I was like, I can't juggle this. It's a COVID, and we're trying to shoot a short film, and I'm sorry. So she was like, basically, her friends looking back were like, you were being a fuckboy for a little bit to her. And I was like, God, I I so wished you wouldn't view it as that, because I wasn't. I just was like overwhelmed. Yeah. And so then she came down to Santa Barbara and didn't tell me, and she was with our mutual friends, and they invited me up for the last night, and it was the first time I'd seen her in person since The Bachelorette. Oh my God. And. Um, I was like, I have to go out to my car to get my like overnight bag, and will you come with me? Okay. And she came out with me, and um, I, I grabbed my bag, and she basically like pushed me against the <gasps> car and kissed me. That's hot. It was so, so hot. hot. Holy shit! It was the hottest. So now she's wrestling you. <laughs> yes. Which is what we like. Finally, she pushed like. me back. Yes. But then later that night, our friends didn't know, and we're this our, was your so first that was what was weird. kiss like that. Yes. So we were trying to figure out if it was a thing mm-hmm. before telling our friends, right? Because they're like we're their best friends, but they don't know, and we don't want to make anything weird between our friend group because our mm-hmm. friends are in route to getting married. She's in the wedding party, I'm f- officiating, and like if things were to go awry, like eh, how awkward. Yeah. And so we're trying to like test out whether or not we're gay. Hysterical. Without so letting funny. our friends know, and slowly they start catching on. Oh. And so what did know, they catch on to first? Well, so we went out the car that night, got my bag. She pushed me against oh, whatever. We, we kiss. <laughs> Sexual. Steam. I mean, explosive fireworks. Ugh, and then yeah. that night, she, like, came onto the couch for a minute to, like, say goodnight to me because we were all sleeping in, like, different quarters. And I, like, tried to do a little bit more. And she got kind of, like, spooked. It was like, yeah. <laughs> she was, like, sleeping on a blow-up mattress in our, in our couple's friend's room. Oh, my so God. So she, like, ran off. And then the next morning, I wake up. It's 5 a.m. And she's pacing around the kitchen. She goes, morning. Um, <laughs> you want some coffee? <laughs> and she was like terrified about everything that had happened the night before. And I, I was too, but I was like, chill. Just calm down. 
give me a mimosa and chill. Yeah, all right. right? It's the sun hasn't even risen <laughs> above the Santa Barbara sky. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so she's pacing around the whole p- plot of land, like making her own wine. <laughs> and, and our friends don't know. And then like weeks later, then she came down to LA. We sussed it out. I, I searched lesbian on Spotify. Hysterical. We went to bed listening to Tattoo the Band. Shut. No. We're not going to make it. <laughs> all the things she said, all the things she said, running through my head, running through my head. Yeah. That's what you went to bed to? No, that's what it started as. But it was it was all <laughs> so much. Like we were, we were going through it all at the same time that like as I typed in lesbian and the songs came up and I hit play on the first one, I was like, I just have to tell you this right now. I w- I'm so nervous that I just typed in lesbian on my Spotify. <laughs> so I was like very vul- verbal to her about yeah. all of it. I was like, I can't, I have to share this right. with you. Because this is the thing really that I think <laughs> that like when a lot of our people listening will, yeah. they'll call in or leave us these voicemails or ask yeah. us questions because they're not doing the, the upfront openness about their experience there are a lot of times they're they're dating they're having these experiences with people who have been out of the closet for a lot longer than them so they're like well i don't want to seem as if i don't know anything even though this is my first experience Mm -hmm. and they're very much trying to be like how do i look as if i'm i don't i'm not an idiot i don't want to look stupid i don't want to like be vulnerable i don't want them to know that i've never fucked a woman before Mm. and i think like i do think it's very unique that both of you yeah, we're going through it in real time at the same time in the same relationship like that. And you're I th- open about it. That's I think the that's best rare. Yeah. But I think a really good takeaway can be like, you know, you can be exactly where you're at and mm-hmm. tell somebody right where you are. And every that's single every, thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's yeah. not something that is like, especially because she's she's intimidating. Like she's she's so calm and cool and controlled. And she literally says, like, I don't worrying is not a thing I do. Whoa. I don't that's feel in- worry. I think it's an emotion you don't need to like have in your life because she has like this engineer brain and right. I'm always like brow is furrowed. I'm like <laughs> constantly worried. Yeah. And also like just and like I'm used to saying everything on stage or with friends or anything or like if I'm not saying it to her, I'd be testing it, texting it to my friends and yes. being like, what the fuck do I play right now? Like mm-hmm. we're about to get in bed together. <laughs> Never touch a woman. I don't know what the hell to do. Are we gonna kiss on the mouth? I don't know if I like her. I don't know if I'm into this. And I'm like <laughs> All these things, but I had to be all like, at some point, it was head, like, let's at least go through this together. And yeah. let me just tell you what I'm feeling because <sighs> I'm scared. And I think somebody would appreciate that. And like, at, at best, you know, you can you can at least like laugh about it. It really mm-hmm. like lets or the show- air out of the tension. Yeah. Yes. To be like, okay, like I just go- I just Googled lesbian on Spotify. Yeah. So like. That's where the I'm at. It's like anything in life, like laughter has got me through every hard thing. And like, this was another situation God. where it's very similar, where it was like, I'm cracking up inside. And like, if I'm cracking up, I have to tell you why I'm cracking up. It you seems know? like you guys have done kind of taken turns on who's kind of wigging out and who's going to be calm mm-hmm. where yeah. it seems like she kissed you. And then you were like, I got it. And yeah. she was like, now I'm waking out. And you're yeah, like, yeah, actually yeah. it's chill. Yeah. And then she comes over and you're like, I'm kind of waking out, and she's like, I don't worry. I can't. Yes. Yeah. Right? And I think that that's a, be- that's a very nice balance to have in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very yin and yang. Okay, so then, so now we're like, you're after the first date. She's like, we got to get to know each other. She's coming to visit you in L.A. She came to visit, and then um, uh, uh, she stayed with me for, like, more days than she had planned to because she was originally en route to visit our friend that was getting married in San Diego. Stopped off at my place, she said, for a night, but then, like, she doesn't bring her phone anywhere or her wallet. And I'm like, who are you? What the? Oh. 
Mm. I mean, who does yeah. that? That's insanity. She just she doesn't have her phone ever. She's not on Instagram really. And I'm like, well, how are you even existing? Just so foreign to us. I know. And but I also and love it. Oh like yeah, the power I love it too. Behind yeah, it's it. I love it too. Like it's the independence, absolutely hot. I get very it. Very hot. Yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. And and that's why she's so opposite that I like. I love it. But mm-hmm. um, she so she like didn't answer our friends for like a couple days. So they were like, Aaron, what's going on? Where are you? Like, where have you been? And she was with me. And then we finally ended up going down to San Diego together. Whoa! And staying at our friend's house because our friend was like getting ready to do a big canning session for her cocktails. Amazing. She needed like all hands, so I was like, "I'll come down and help." I was getting ready to go back to Portland, so I was like, "I can come down for a couple days and just fly out." So we came down together, and they put us in the same room because it was the only spare bedroom they had. Thinking you okay. guys are just friends, you're fine in there. Nice, perfect. Like yeah. that. I've had that. Yeah. Oh no, nothing's gonna happen. Yeah. One of the just like two girls on a choir trip. Who cares? <laughs> That's what they thought too. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and then on like the second or third night, they had like this big dinner party, and they were big drinkers, and they had like these pitchers of margaritas, and Yum. um, we get to the end of the dinner, and like we had gone into the bedroom for a second together, like both to go pee or something, like nothing had happened. We were just in the room together for like five minutes, chatting and peeing, and we came out, and her New Zealand fiance was doing the dishes angrily, and he goes. Something weird's going on. <laughs> something weird's going on in my own house under my own roof, and I don't know what it is, but something weird's going on. And Laura knows about it, and I know about it, and I don't know what it is, but something weird's going on. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm standing there in the kitchen, and I'm like, <laughs> and then Laura comes in, and she's like, "What's going on?" <laughs> what the fuck? And so Aaron's like still in the bedroom, so I'm standing there, and I'm just like petrified, and I'm like, "Yeah, you're not, and you're not wrong." But yeah, I didn't really know what to say, and I go, "This is literally these are the only words that." came out of my mouth. I go, Aaron and I are attempting lesbianism. <laughs> Becky fucking Robinson. It's attempting. And Laura, Laura says lesbianism. That's what I said. And Laura burst into tears. She goes, I can't tell if you're kidding or not. <laughs> this is the fucking problem with being a comedian. I know. This is the fucking shit. Like, <laughs> genuinely going through it and they're like lol like is this a bit (laughs) (laughs) and then two seconds later aaron walks out and like kind of realizes that i may have said something and then she's like it's true (laughs) (laughs) of course they believe her because she's the voice of reason (laughs) if aaron's saying it then they're like it's true (laughs) right instead of this clown person Oh my god! So then Laura like continues to cry and like throws a fit. <laughs> and, and Luke's, Why? Like, Luke ends up like going to bed mad. Why? Because her they, friend groups were just felt like dynamics. Like we had kept it from them, but we like we we once we explained ourselves, they apologized. But mm-hmm. they were just like, "You're our friends. Like, why wouldn't you think to tell us?" And it was like, "Dude, we didn't fucking know how. Right? We didn't know if this was anything. Mm-hmm. We didn't know if we wanted to like jostle the friend group. Like, mm-hmm. this has been." Harder on us than it is you guys. Yes. For God's sakes, don't make this about you, you fucks. For <laughs> real. <laughs> like, like, we're going through it in real time. We're trying to figure out something major here. Right. And, like, trying to find the right time to tell you motherfuckers. <laughs> so, like, please, like, You didn't you figure know. it out soon enough on my timeline. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, um, and then the next day we were dying laughing because we were driving to the, driving to the canning line and our friend Laura was like, so girls, like, I don't know, like, is dick still on the menu? LOL. <laughs> and of course, at the time we we're like, yeah, of course. Right. <laughs> yeah, we love dick. We fucking, yeah, we live for dick. As we're sitting there with like shaved heads and fishing vests. Right. Just like. 
also such an interesting question to ask two That's people that are like, we're exploring a, re- a relationship together. Is dick still on the Right, radio? like as if you guys would be like, one second, I have to go uh, yeah. get a dick. Get some dick and I'll be home for dinner. <laughs> yeah. Let me um circle back with the appetizer guy. Right. <laughs> appetizer. Um, but yeah, it was just like, she just had so many questions because yeah. she was like, it's foreign to me and all of our friends and my sister like has been kind of weird about it. The whole time. And my mm. parents are kind of like, no, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Her parents have been very nice about it. I mean, they make jokes, which is like both of our families crack jokes and it's fine. But mm-hmm. like they're they're all just kind of like, as long as you're happy. But mm-hmm. still, like, there's a little something with all of them where they're like, hmm. it takes yeah. a couple years. There's an adjustment. Yeah, yeah, and also there's years. like, yeah, it's hard being such an open comedian where we talk about our lives constantly. Mm-hmm. Everything. And to strangers intimate details in real time almost every single night Mm -hmm. yeah and that opens up everyone around you to be very inquisitive and immediate feedback judgment yeah 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 yeah. even when we're actually just figuring it out but they don't know that they're like yeah you're spewing this stuff so that means it's okay for me to really get in there and it is stressful a Mm -hmm. lot very much so yeah especially uh when you I don't know if they realize, like, the people that you love the most, like, whatever they say, even if it's a small comment, like, it holds a lot of weight. Yes. And they don't know either. And a lot of Mm -hmm. times, too, like, I remember being, when I started coming out, I was like, I'm the only gay person that any of these people have talked to ever. And that's a lot of, a lot of pressure on them to Mm -hmm. not, they don't have the language yet. Yeah. They have no fucking clue. Yeah. To them, you're just like the clown kid that they've always had and known. Yeah. And a lot of also, there's a lot of uh, idea ideas of like possible phaseness yes. that oh, they're like, yeah. let's put a pin in this mm-hmm. and give it. And like, I, I can see that. I understand that. Especially like I was a wildly chaotic child who has like a ton <laughs> of ADHD and was like, I'm a hockey player now. No, actually I'm a professional <laughs> yeah. skateboarder now. No same, psych. Same, yeah. Same, like same. just hard into things. Every other year it was like, I'm going to the Olympics for snowboarding. <laughs> I'm going to the Olympics for gymnastics. Yes. <laughs> yes. Just like hard living and breathing, going hard and everything. Exactly. <laughs> but then it's like, understand like everything I do, I go in fully on and right. like respect it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, it's just my life. Not you, you're belong for the ride. Right. But it is like, I don't know. And then you're starting to tell. So at this point in our story, yeah. you have started to now open up this discussion to your friend group yeah. and your family group. Has that happened yet? Like, oh, yeah. Early on. Because I met guys... Aaron's parents within like a month. Wow. Mm-hmm. How were they? And they knew you were the girlfriend? Were you guys officially a monogamous committed relationship? <laughs> 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 um, yeah, we didn't it, like kind of went without saying, but yeah. Um, we were, and I met her dad. She met my dad without him knowing we were anything more than friends. And I met her dad under the same, uh, pretext context, Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. And then like a month later, I met her parents very early. They came over to, her parents are divorced and her mom was in town for like a holiday and her parents are cordial. And so they came up to my house and we all like had a beach day and they have like a really funny banter together. They like live a mile apart in Dallas and like, fascinating and they're Aaron like uh like their only child and um so they just you know they're like she's like their little star like went to NYU and is just brilliant and she's like so much 50 50 her parents and like um that's so fun and then I told my parents later on like I I told I waited till my parents were like a little tipsy and then I was like I'm bye cute did you say in person 
Yeah. Oh, bold. wow. That is bold. And then I told them about Aaron a little bit after. And yeah, I mean, they're, her parents were a lot, I think, better about it than mine were. Her dad was immediately like, I love you girls so much. Oh. Like, oh. I love this, whatever. Like, just, just like hugged me and like kissed me on the cheek and was like so sweet. I love that. And my dad, like, <laughs> like was like ready to shake her hand. <laughs> <laughs> like, as in, like, oh. you better not cross my daughter. <laughs> How are you, sport? They're <laughs> like, I know lesbians have a nice firm grip. <laughs> but I think after they finally, like, we went to Oregon for uh, 10 days a little while ago, and they, they realized, like, how perfect of a, of a duo. She's so calm, and she's so just thoughtful and sweet and just, I don't know, caring and, like, I'm just a maniac and it's just like a really it's really nice balance I'm, yeah. bring, I'm, yeah. I'm bringing her out of her shell a little bit yeah Give her she a little... tells me like she used to play um what's the game operate or whatever game you play mousetrap she used to play mousetrap by herself as a kid <gasps> stop yeah oh my God. it's so cute though it's so cute but i'm like yeah <laughs> <I've> always, <laughs> i always had older siblings with kids all around that i was like trying to impress and make laugh and, yeah. and she was just like I want to be like I want to be the top of my class and like the best at sports and all this stuff and like, um, and so I think I bring out the silly side of her and she helps me be a little more serious. So it's really that's a great nice. balance. That's it's beautiful. Really nice and it's unlike any relationship I've ever had. How what how long have you guys been together now? Um, almost two years. Holy oh my god! Shit. So you met right before COVID hit or right after it hit, or you started dating right after it hit? Yeah, right after. Um, so you guys lived together. We're moving in September 1st, but we've basically <gasps> lived together for the past, like, eight months. She's been back and forth between Dallas and my house, but we just drove her car out um, a month ago. So, yeah. But I she's been I with me that. for, like, months at a time. That's um, huge. So it felt, it's been feeling like we've been living together, but we rented a place that's two doors down from my place now. Oh. Um, I, yeah. And that's where you're going September? September 1st, yeah. I love that. But, like, she's been with me forever and, you know, just, like, living out of a suitcase for far too long. And now it's time to settle in. It's time to settle in. And, and she I'm working here. I'm scared. Are oh. you? Well, Have you ever lived with a partner? Yeah, uh, for like short spurts. It never like moved in officially and mm-hmm. like, let's build a home together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've told her again and again, like there's days when I'm like, I'm really scared to move in with you. Yeah. I, I just, I, I keep thinking like maybe if I vocalize everything, it'll be okay. Yeah. But like, I like color and I like pictures of Spongebob everywhere and I'm like doing voiceover constantly and I love rainbows Mm -hmm. and like crazy shit yeah and she's like you know likes curtain colors and taupes and tans and I was just like Aaron I need a little bit of color and I need a little bit of chaos in my life Mm -hmm. okay (laughs) I'm hoping we can meet in the middle yeah you guys um, will my girlfriend who we've been together for almost three years and now she moved in right before the pandemic hit she made you an adult I'm She's the best, and I love her so much. And she likes to read. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, like, almost can't read. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it doesn't stick. Yeah. And, like, I, my dr- <laughs> it's my dream fantasy. I feel like I'll be realized when I read a book. My fantasy is myself being seen reading. And somebody's <laughs> like, did you see Rachel reading? And then I'm like... Do you ever carry around a book and hope someone will snap a picture of you with the book? 1,000%. I'm like, it is my dream to have, like, little glasses on, and I'm just like sitting outside, outside of a coffee shop, 
and somebody sees me lick my finger <laughs> and turn a page and I don't even notice. I'm not even talking. Yep. And they're like, oh my God, I think that was Rachel like, reading you a book. Never not <gasps> You'd never not. You'd never be calm enough. Dream. <laughs> it's my dream. A girl can dream. Yeah. But Nazara, like, she just like loves to read it. She's always at the library and she's always like, oh my God, same Aaron. Same. Food. And she just wants to, she, she loves the science of food. So she's like, if you eat these blueberries, you're going to, your memories will stay longer. And I'm like, okay. And she just giving me handfuls of berries when I'm like leaving the house. You know, she's just, you need that. And she's also like my taste in objects and items are childish. At the best, too much. Like obnoxious, <laughs> very shiny, and everything. Yeah. I have orange. A, when I pick a theme, it's orange. Yeah, just like everything else, I'm fucking going <laughs> all in. in. Yeah, <laughs> everything in my house when she moved in was bright orange. Yeah, and plastic it was bad. and gold and SpongeBob as well. SpongeBob theme. Gold and orange on my baseline. Yes, hundred percent. And when we moved, when she moved in, I was like, I'm not sure how I'm going to balance. Like, the, she's gonna see all of. She's gonna. She. I like tried to like let her know where I, I'm always honest with her. Yeah. yeah. But I'm like, I like to think that she thinks that I am successful and cool and like can be calm. But and I'm like, when she moves in, she's going to see that those things are not true. Yeah. And that like when <laughs> I'm home, I like I need to scream and run around my house, oh, and yeah. I need you to watch me do that. <laughs> yeah. And I need you to smile. Yep. And I want you to record half the time too. hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. Yeah. Get the footage. And that's kind of like, that is me. <laughs> that is me. <laughs> when I'm being like really mom. good and I'm really on doing a really good impression, turn on your fucking camera. Please turn it on. Pop I, it on. I sat Aaron down once and I was like, I wish you could be a little bit better at social media. <laughs> and if I'm doing something cute or likable, fucking record it. Right. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And now These are nightmares. When I, you'll see too the, the lengths that I have to go to because she's <laughs> now, she's getting used to the bits that I do. She's now like grown okay. a little more accustomed. So I have so to go even harder. <laughs> no, I go even harder into it. And I'm screaming. I'm like yelling in the shower, like just showing up naked, just like always trying to. Doesn't it feel good to do that though? A hundred percent. To it, find that like level of comfortability. Yes. And do you find that she's getting a little more loose herself or no? Yeah. Well, and she is, that's part of also where like, you know, you th- you start dating somebody, you start to paint a picture of who you think they are. Especially, we did yes. long distance for six months. Okay. So I started to really paint her into like a, which is partially true, right? I take what, who she really is, which mm-hmm. is like it, an introvert who reads, who is yep. smart, yes. who is kind and does not want anyone to, she never needs to be the center of the, of the attention. Never. So yep. then I'm like, we must be opposites. Mm-hmm. And, but what I started to realize within getting to know her, where I was like, no, we're both little children at heart. Where I'm like, no, I see within her why we click so well is because she loves to fucking laugh at dumb shit. Mm-hmm. And I love to do dumb shit. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, oh, I'm cracking the nut on this introvert. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, this like little dumb gooey ball is, has different hobbies than me. And don't that's why it works. That's cute. Don't you think we're all a little bit of a little child, though, mm-hmm. inside? Oh, God, And yes. that sometimes there's just layers that get built on top of it again and again and again. Yes. And sometimes it takes meeting the right person and working through those layers to, like, reconnect with that little kid. I think that's the most special thing. A hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, God. That's beautiful. That's if you can be two kids together. Yeah. But then also, mm-hmm. like, adult when you need to. Right. And Which is tough. And no, it, very tough. That's <laughs> <laughs> the ever. And still remember, like, it's okay to laugh at, like, when times get really tough and, like, you have to juggle mm-hmm. the adult stuff with, mm-hmm. like, reminding yourself that there's a little kid inside of all of us that wants to dance around in a fucking tutu. Oh, yeah. And, like, giggle at the dumb shit. How can you not? How can a you fart? Not? A fart? Oh, my God. So funny. How can you not laugh at a fart? Oh, my like, God. The Tesla, it farts. You can t- So the turn signal, it's the only reason I got one. So you can 
Yeah, she drove it. a Tesla here. So she drove honk, a Tesla here. It was awesome. It was the, cool. I've never seen see it on the way out. <laughs> you can change it so that the honk is a variation of farts. Are you serious? Or the turn signal is a fart. You and your no dad. Matter, my dad loses mind. It's the best thing ever. My dad has so many toys around the house that oh. when you press them, they, they make, make farting noises. <laughs> it's incredible. He has so a gun, simple. a laser gun. Every time you pull it, it makes a new fart noise. It's incredible. It's brilliant. It's br- yes. And it's there's incredible. something about it that just like no matter what age of a person gets in the car, you do it and like they just <laughs> laugh at a fart noise. That I think like farting is just a really nice thing that's just like it's this bodily function that's like so silly. Oh, yeah. it's so funny. And raw. Yeah. <laughs> we it's all really humbling. It's truly like I feel like we do that constantly we're to each far- other. Yeah, we're always tooting on each other. But fake. Yeah, we like to uh, shock each other with which variation it's going to be. Of a toot, and how we'll oh, do like fun. we'll do really loud long ones <laughs> as hard as we can make them come out of our mouths, and then we'll go. I like the sharp, Let short like, ones. What do you mean? We'll do like 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 all like when every you, t- almost any time we hug goodbye, we'll go like, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll say, "Sorry, I thought that was going to be quiet." <laughs> 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 but so you'll do the sound effect with your mouth constantly. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. You'll get up from the couch, a nice, sh- <laughs> a nice short, fast one. Yeah, or a oh, hug. Honest, a lot. Yeah, that. we're we're constantly tooting, and yeah. we've been on the road together though. However, Mackenzie's <laughs> holds a lot of shame, mm. and uh, I'm um, only sh- I'm all shame. She's all shame and what embarrassment, which is just fun. <laughs> I mean, from like toe to tip, you're looking at a human being, but mostly shame. You know what I'm saying? She's like, <laughs> there's a lot. Well, her and she was humiliated publicly by her dad about toots in mm-hmm. childhood which is very fun i mean like how dads do yeah yeah of course mm-hmm. but i mean we yeah we're there's nothing funnier to us how many toots have you edited out of the podcast <laughs> like so many mouth real toots. real or mouth, mouth no toots. we've never done we will never do it in front of each other no i would prom- honestly stop i would quit the podcast she, i think she would die of humiliation if it happened we mm-hmm. the band would never get back together. Yeah, That's so interesting. And almost every video I shoot, <laughs> if we're shooting for a long time or a full day or multiple characters, yeah. like it ends up being a super cut of farts. Are That's you real farts? And real Picky. farts. And I walk away being like, "This is the funniest part of the segment." I fucking love that. <laughs> yeah. God bless her. I could never. What's better than? A- it's better than a punchline. I mean, it's <laughs> There's it's nothing I can like, write that's going to hit as hard. Clearly a carnitas tacos mixed with a monster energy drink fart. Like, I'm a tank. Oh, <laughs> my like, God. It's like you have to break for lunch on set. It's like, how are you not? Like, acting is a whole other thing. I mean, my God, the second they call you to set, you get the shits. It's like, God damn it, I can't act. I, mean, I realize, like, I'm not going to be an okay actor. No, I mean. You wait in your trailer all day, and then the second they knock on your door, I'm like, mm-hmm. I have to. <laughs> <laughs> my scenes are always right after lunch, and it's always like, we're having steak and mashed potatoes. <laughs> You've been sitting here all day doing nothing. Of course, I'm going to eat everything in sight. They're like, um, crafty today is just cheese curds. Have fun. <laughs> I'll take three orders. Thank you. Thank you. I cannot say no. Holy fuck. Okay. Are we now up to date where you guys are now moving in together and you're out and, and, uh, and you're bisexual? Yeah. And everyone knows. I think you're up to date. We're madly in love. I've, I'm like, um, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm head over heels in love. And it's like, it just feels like a, I don't know. And she gave, I can tell. I mean, it's like very, it's so fun to be around you yeah. while you're. It's written on your face. I've never known a love like this. I can tell. You can feel it. It's just like, 
God, we can get through anything together. Oh, that's so Becky, that's I'm what so glad. Feels like. And also, she's helped me so much on the road. Yeah, I'm like, are <laughs> oh, you guys? That's a, she I sells my merch. Like, she's like, things. I'm not coming on the road for the additional tour dates. And I'm like, please, please. <laughs> she goes on the road with you? She How? Has so far. She just is like very organized. Great. And mm-hmm. I, can she work from anywhere? Yeah, she's a tech consultant. So she can work from anywhere and like, you know, at night and stuff, I, I, you know, and I do whatever I can to make it up for him. Like, I'll buy you like massages, like whatever nice things you want. Like, they're yours. Money is no, like, <laughs> I'll sell however much merch you need to like get you whatever you need to <laughs> yes. make you comfortable. Like, please, just anything. Like, no dollar amount. Like, I just, I need you by my side because she calms me down and like she also mm. just like makes sense of my mania when I'm like fumbling through jokes. She's like, I think I have an idea of how to reorganize that. Shut. Oh up. my god, Thing. marry her. And sometimes I'm like, wow. I want your input. And sometimes I'm like, I've seen that can crumble relationships, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or I've seen how people can like talk to certain people about their material or their act if they don't think it's real or like whatever if it's too exaggerated. And luckily, everything I say is pretty much like it's, it's, it's all like. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. But <laughs> it's like, it's a real, mm-hmm. it's all like, it's not really made up or like Mr. X or anything. It's mm-hmm. just like, I'm telling stories for the most part or it. playing characters that are telling stories. Um, and she just is like all about order of operation and like organization. And I'm just like, I'm going to get on stage and see what happens. Yeah. So she's like, I think I can help with some of that. And wow. so, yeah, it's a little, it's the little things, the little things. Yeah, yes. so they're so like, big though. Well, I wasn't gonna yeah. do that for four months, but she went and did it for me. Right, it's beautiful. It's the yeah. things too where I'm like, oh, partnership. I was like, oh, yeah. that's like what it feels like to re- like rely on somebody, and then they can also rely on you. Yeah, yes. where I've felt mm-hmm. a lot where like I can, I have dated a lot of people that need a lot, and I've never really felt like I've re- depended mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. a partner. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, that's. I can like share this load with somebody and yeah. I'm like, Oh, that's what that is. Yeah. Fucking great. So I'm like, nice. I have a to lot share of, the load. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. people, I think they romanticize being like relationships are hard and if you want it to work, it's work. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, okay. Like, sure. Like, sure. It sounds like somebody's heading for a divorce that's in a relationship that they're forcing. Every wedding I've been at, some yeah. one of the aunts <laughs> has like, said oh, that. Oh, it is work. It's going to be work. It's not going to be easy. And so there's some days that you're going to wake up and you want to fucking kill each other. And you don't. And that's love. And I'm like, is it? Because I, like, you fucking hear these horror stories. They're like, you're going to wake up and want to murder, gouge out your eyes and kill your partner. And you don't. <laughs> and we've been together for 40 years. I wish I was on fire. Like, that's how it is. I have another martini on that note. Thank you. <laughs> and then also we have friends. I have a couple of young friends that are like, very much like the Hills type girls. Our one friend sat us down. She was like, yeah, we're getting married. I'm like, fuck it. I just feel like as long as we can make each other laugh, if I've learned anything, <laughs> as long as we can make each other laugh, we're yes. going to fucking survive. Right. And I'm like, that sounds awful. But I'm like, well, my bitch got lucky. <laughs> I'm a comic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Of course, of course I, I hate calling her my bitch, but again, I'm a massage. And here we are. <laughs> my, my girl got lucky, but it's just like, of course she's going to be laughing. Right. Yeah. That's baseline. That's what baseline. about the fucking rest? It's the tough stuff. I'm yeah. just like, I, I don't I don't get, like, and my girlfriend and I were long distance for six months. Like, yeah. couldn't be more complicated. Couldn't be more like, you had to make effort and try. And I literally am every single, still just like, this has been the most easy part of my life. Yeah. yeah. And it has, even it was complicated and hard and we figured it out and it wasn't easy and we, she moved twice and I'm like, still, still effortlessly mm-hmm. like feels good. Yeah. Does not feel bad. Yeah. And I, I'm always c- confused when people are like, well, it's cause you, you used to date monsters. <laughs> I did. You know what? <laughs> right. I'm like, yikes. And yeah. I don't know. It's like, why don't you just date a woman? For real. <laughs> the amount of, t- 
Uh, oh, I know. Fuck. When I hear people vent, I'm just like, well, you have no idea how much better it can be. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, I hear straight people a lot of times being like, or we, and Mackenzie and I talk about the bar for men, which is like, they so remembered my name and didn't well. hit me. <laughs> yeah. And then with, I'm like, my girlfriend. He hasn't cheated for six months. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> And you have, uh, how many kids? Okay. Okay, yeah, right. <laughs> great, 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 great. You also booked in a huge role. On Nickelodeon's first original show in, in what five years, five years, right? Five years, yeah. God, it's, how has that been? Is this not did a dream come true? I do feel do like, yeah. Of course we did. <laughs> of course you think we, we did. don't prepare. I love it. You I think we just so much. sit here not sending you emails that we promised to send? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, go, I, go, I didn't forgot. read the email, so I didn't know where to park. And she goes, "We never send it." <laughs> <laughs> how sweet I'm of you about to be like, "That's on me," and I'm like, "Yeah, that was on you. You must have missed it, dumb bitch." Yeah, it was a dream come true because it was, uh, I, yeah, I, I auditioned, I went in to audition for a female character and then they were like, why don't you step outside and come back and audition for this other one that's like, uh, n- not a boy or a girl. A cloud. More so gender, a little nimbus. Yeah. Oh. And when I got the sides for Parker, I was just like, wow, this is so much more my speed and the character is like all emotion based, like mm. leads with emotion, is naive and like has this kind of like father character that's like its boss and uh yeah I went in to read for it and it was just like automatic. It was just like it's a little bit like ah! but it was like this is my natural voice. Like this character is mean and I joke with the creators and I'm like this character made me gay. We had recorded like the first couple episodes when I like started dating Aaron and like she helped me like build my at home voiceover studio and oh Parker is just like it's yeah. It's it's been a dream come true. And we've recorded like forty five episodes and the Holy guy shit. it's been a lot, yeah. Um <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, and it airs every Friday on Nickelodeon. I don't have Nickelodeon, I like can't even access the show. <laughs> like, can I'm like, can you guys send you me can clips? get you can get this? I try. You I try to get Nickelodeon. I think there's like a restraining order. <laughs> I can't be within 500 feet digitally of the show. No, but it's, um, we just got some good news about the show that I can't share yet. But we've recorded a shit ton of episodes. It's it, the guy, John DiMaggio, who plays the other lead, Angus, Angus Shackleton III, is like <laughs> the most OG of voiceover actors. It would be like um, getting to do stand up every night with Bill Burr. Mm-hmm. Like, we got to record every episode together, and he can do every Whoa. voice and impression in the game, and like, I was so intimidated at first, and people were like, did he mentor you? And I'm like, no, I just more so, like, tried to keep up and, like, <laughs> yeah. learn from him. Yeah. Because I was all, like, my eyes were just, like, huge every time we recorded. Cause I just was in awe of his talent. And, like, we, they let us improvise a bit here and there, so we've just gotten to know each other really well, and it's been a dream come true. I mean, God, this is amazing. huge. Mm-hmm. It, it is. Yeah. It's huge. We were in our hotel watching we it. Did because we, we got Nickelodeon when we on the, when we were it in was Sacramento. The night it premiered. The night it premiered. Oh. Did I not? I sent a snap. No, we I'm like know. sitting in the bed. She's asleep because it was. We she drove all day and I was texting. <laughs> and yeah. like it showed up and it was like it's premiering. There was a countdown on the TV oh. in our room and I'm just screaming at my TV saying, "Oh my god!" 
this is true. Yeah, like, yeah. I was like, oh, she woke up because yeah. I was screaming. <laughs> Typical me. And I was like, it's how fun we got to be around cable when yeah. it was happening. That's so nice. I think we were in a yeah, motel six. Hotel <laughs> we were in a motel <laughs> we six. Like it was so hot. We couldn't leave. It was, so it was hell. It was, it was literally hell. hell. It was, it was disgusting. You were the, the road only is, thing. The road is disgusting. It's disgusting. And then someone hit me with their car. Yes, she did get in a car accident that day. It was awful. And that was their wedding day. The people that hit you were getting married. They had were just they gotten drunk? married. No. Honestly, no. I bet he did take a shot. He did. Like, he probably no. did. They just got married. Were they drunk? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, yeah. Holy fuck. I love that you get to do voiceover work. Like, I feel like... And, when, and you have material. You have stand-up awesome. material about your voice. Mm. About, like... Simba stuff and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like having that be like something you're aware of and now we're going to hone it yeah. to do something that you like to do yeah. and be able to make money to fund into more things that you love to do yes. is the um, dream. That's the fucking... You're literally doing the things that are everything you should be doing and everything is like falling. I mean, I'm just so happening. proud of you. Holy shit. Come on. <laughs> it's weird to hear somebody say it's the dream because it's like when you're so caught up in the middle of all of it, you're, you don't... Like, and I've been trying to like take a second to be like, it is the dream. But then there's so much, I get so much anxiety when I like start to lose my voice or like do a tour and like overuse it. And then it's like, you have a voiceover recording tomorrow. And I'm like, oh my God, my instrument's fucked. Right. Yeah. It's like, honey. It's all you ha- Yeah. Yeah. I drink so much honey. I shit my pants. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. how much honey can I possibly have? Yeah. Honey will literally do that. <laughs> Why are you looking at me? So I just feel like you got to be careful. You got to be careful. I literally, I shot a video where they were like, just pour honey down your throat and on your head just for like a joke. And we'll fast forward it and just do it one time. Were you like, and I took that as like, I'm going to chug this honey on camera. And I didn't know that it, I was <laughs> ill. I was physically ill for, I think four and a half days. I was like, I can't come back to work. <laughs> oh man. When you drink honey and then you go into a voiceover recording booth where they can hear everything and you're farty and shitty. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're yes. like, and the McDonald's McChicken is <laughs> all new coming starting March 13th. <laughs> And it this is. might be our biggest fart heavy episode. They're gonna love it. They're they will because we're always just tooting. Unless you cut them out, I don't listen to our episodes I know. and I don't edit them. Of course. Yeah. Wow. Uh I know it is very easy to forget that you're doing the thing that if you told yourself yeah. as like a young person just watching SpongeBob that you will be paid to be the lead of the newest installment of TV on Nickelodeon, you would honey shit your pants. <laughs> so I feel like it is very important to be like, that's mm-hmm. well, people are reminding wow. me. Oh my God. Fuck. Yeah. Yes. It's amazing. It's, <sighs> it's, it's, it's nice. It's, it's always the, the best thing is when people like when you get like emails or calls from, or texts or DMS from people that are just like, this is um, like changed my kids' lives or like <sighs> this cameo, like you see people crying and you're just like, Oh yeah. Okay. It's not work. It's like yes. All this is why I got into this business. Right. Yeah. Because I wanted to make people happy. Period. Yes. To spread joy. Period. And like, don't get caught up in the bullshit. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. sometimes you have to like slap yourself to remind yourself of that. Mm -hmm. But because it is work. Yes. There is tons and tons and tons of work that goes into it. A lot of coffee. A lot of coffee. A lot of nerves. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) A lot of yeah. A lot of pressure and uh, multiple people and yeah and working and yeah but. Do you have any shows you want to promo and let the listeners know? Right before my, my 30, 31st birthday. Fuck, I'm old. <gasps> no, I'm just kidding. Well, kind of. Um, uh, doing my hometown show. I'm doing my, my tour, the, the Heavy Poor Tour, September September 
17th, I'm in Seattle, Washington. September 18th, I'm in Portland, Oregon. And September 19th, I'm in Eugene, Oregon. September 18th is that Saturday night show in my hometown yeah. of Portland, Oregon at the Newmark Theater. And it's going to be wild. It's going to be wild. wild. Lesbians, up. show up. If you haven't seen Becky live, you have please to go. get tickets yeah. and go see Becky. It will be something that you remember and you'll have so much fun. So please go see Becky. And Aww. leave your planners at the merch table. <laughs> leave Hello. your planners so I can <laughs> roast you after. Yeah. For real. <laughs> Becky, thank you so much for doing yeah, the show. Thank I you guys love so you so much. much. I love you girls. It's been so nice. Thanks for being so open about your new relationship mm-hmm. and or I guess like two year long one now. Fuck, but... I appreciate you, and I think you're so talented, and this has been the most fun I've had all week. Yeah, same. Holy shit. Same. I love you. I love you guys. Thank you. Holy hell. I fucking love Becky so much. I love her so much. That was an incredible interview. Huge shout out to Becky for being a friend of the pod, and thank you guys for listening to this episode. If you have any inquiries, bumble fumbles, or queer of the weeks that you want to send to us, you can always email us at morethanfriendspodcast at gmail.com. Hmm? com dot com you got it <laughs> this episode is brought to you by guitar center <laughs> <laughs> bug this has been fun i'm in love with you i'm in love with you i'm ray i'm ken go do something gay today <laughs> <laughs>